If you could draft a future six-man of the year with the 14th pick for the New Orleans Pelicans, seems pretty good, right? Could Kobe Bufkin out of Michigan fill that role? It's Tuesday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you on Tuesday, took off Memorial Day. I hope you all had a very meaningful day yesterday. Need a little bit of break, but we're back to daily coverage, talking draft. We'll talk a little bit about Zion later in the week as well and I want to profile some more of the names that you have wanted to hear and maybe a live show next week too so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts follow along on YouTube subscribe there as well and if you want to support the channel become an everydayer I had a couple of y'all on Twitter be like where's the show I listen every day I'm a human I need a break too but I love that you were waiting for it so I'm excited today to look at another prospect here and that's Kobe Bufkin sophomore out of Michigan this is a guy that I am very high on, and it's weird. I, I dig this prospect, to be perfectly honest with y'all. The way I kind of do some of my initial draft reviewing coverage stuff, how I start to like look at prospects, because I don't watch a ton throughout the season, is you know who are on some boards, who are around there, without kind of going in with expectations, watch film, look at some of the stats, try and do deep dives on them, and then kind of start to make my own board. And that's why sometimes I'll end up with like a wildly different evaluation of someone from kind of established people who've been covering these guys for a little while. That could be good or bad. Kobe Bufkin, though, I've seen kind of all around on draft boards. I might have this guy in the top 10 prospects in this class, or at least close to it. And there's a very realistic chance that he will be there at 14 for the New Orleans Pelicans. And there's a lot to like. There is a lot to like out of the sophomore out of Michigan. One, dude is young. He was actually the youngest player on Michigan's team last year as a sophomore. Six foot four, under 200 pounds, between 175, 200. He's got a good wingspan too, though. I don't know if I have that in front of me. Let me try and grab that really quickly too. And when you look at a guy like this, this is someone that you could potentially see being a... Six man of the year, and that's why I use that here in the title and everything. His wingspan is 6'8". So, some good measurables there. But when you look at this dude, this dude is a half-court score. This dude can get buckets at all three levels. At the rim, for six foot four, he's a left-handed player, but he can finish ambidextrously with his left or his right. And man, he just hit shots down there. He doesn't have elite athleticism, but he's an above average athlete and gets to the rim with almost ease. He kind of glides there a little bit. Not with big leaps or anything like that, just kind of dances through traffic with a really strong handle. You also see him get very hot from mid-range. This is a guy that can get on a tear from that area of the court. So when that's all defenses are giving you, have a dude that can hit buckets there. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to see out of him and he got better as the season went on 
you know, he didn't do much as a freshman and as a sophomore was really the third option for Michigan. But when you look at him in comparison to like Jet Howard, who's a backcourt mate there, I like him way, way better than that player who you're seeing really get maybe put higher on some people's draft boards. But I do think uh, Kobe Bufkin is maybe the better of the two prospects. Dude just scores. Like, if the Pelicans need someone to help them, and we'll look at his fit a little bit more coming up in the third segment, if you need someone who can just get you buckets, it's him. You know, as a three-point shooter, he really improved, dramatically improved from his uh, freshman season to his sophomore, and he didn't take many attempts his freshman year. So he retooled his shot selection a little bit with the larger role, and over the final 17 games, he shot 40% from three. It's just an easy shot for him. And when you see him and his bag, particularly in mid-range, there's a lot there. He can kind of do it all. Pull-up shooter, dribble jumper. He has sidesteps, step backs, basically kind of everything to go out and get you buckets. And he's also an adept enough of a playmaker. You saw them use him in pick and rolls, being the lead guard there. And while he's not going to be a playmaker per se, the fact that he can do that I, I like the fact that you can use him off ball as a cutter and knowing when to relocate and do all of those things. That works too. The three-level score thing's big. Pelicans need more scoring, particularly in the half court. And when you get a guy like this, who in theory would be coming off the bench, there's some six-man-of-the-year vibes to me. And we'll talk more about that again in the third segment of today's show. But he's very good at catch-and-shoot situations. You don't see him a ton off the dribble in pull-up situations, but that's fine. On the Pelicans, do you necessarily need him to do that if when he's getting run with the starters, with Zion, with Ingram, with CJ out there? Catch-and-shoot's fine. Attack when you see the opportunity present itself. You don't need him to have plays run for him and other factors like you do a guy like Hawkins out of UConn, who I don't like as much and I talked about last week. So you see all of the things, you know, he's a hustle guy too. The problem is when you look at him and I don't know if this is a problem, it's almost nitpicking. He's not elite at anything. He's not elite at anything. And he, you know, doesn't draw free throws nearly as well as he should because he's such a good finisher at and around the rim. You see him take too many difficult shots which I don't love. And if he's out there on the court taking really hard layups when you could maybe try and get the ball to Zion again, I'm going to be pretty upset, as I'm sure you would be pretty upset as well. So I don't want to see that out of him, and those are the type of things that concern me a little bit. You'd like to look at him and be like, that's the skill that he can hang his hat on. That's what he does elite that no one else in this draft does, and you just don't see that. He might be the most well-rounded out of everybody, though. There's something to be said for that, and if you've been an everydayer for a while now or just listening for any period of time, you often hear me say, just draft a good NBA player, even if it's considered a safe choice. Just get guys that are going to help you, and Kobe Bufkin definitely is going to be that guy. Some of the numbers here at Michigan this past year, as again, the third option, 14 points per game, four and a half rebounds, three assists. Shot 35.5% from three, but if you look at it over the final 20 games or so, it's about 40% from three. Gets to the line and shoots it at 85%, so he's an excellent foul shooter, and he's not a big usage guy. Again, he did those numbers as the third option for Michigan. I find that to be pretty good. His usage rate's around 20%. It sounds right, 21%. That sounds right for 
a, a third option and a guy that isn't going to be taking the ball away from Zion, B.I., or even C.J. So he kind of understands his role a little bit, too. Those things scream good to me. Man, he can score at every single level. But what about on the defensive side of the ball? There is a lot to like there, and there's also a lot to be concerned about there. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. I hate trying to get concert tickets, other things last minute. You realize there's a show in town you want to go, and all of a sudden, like, am I getting the best deal? Where do I go and look for all this? You don't need to worry about any of that when it comes to game time because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, concerts, comedy, whatever it is. You can get it on game time and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the same tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Sorry, not even the same tickets, just tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time is going to give you 110%. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. It's free money right there. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, giving you draft coverage like no one else is, looking at the film, breaking down the players, looking at their fits with the New Orleans Pelicans and what they could do. I'm going to get into some trade-up talk, I think, either later in the week or next week, too. I want to look at Keontae George, a guy that many of you have asked about as well. I also want to look at a couple of the dudes from Arkansas, too. So we got a lot of coverage coming here on the draft, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Pelicans and become an everydayer so you don't miss an episode. And in today's episode, we are talking about Kobe Bufkin out of Michigan, a guy that is high up on my draft board. We did a mock draft for the Locked On Network, and we were all in a room kind of just chopping it up, hanging out, having fun. It all get released, and it's, it's a pretty great video. And, you know, you leave the room to go make your pick. We watch it happen, and we kind of all react to every pick where Grady Dick went, will like, come make you surprised, and the jokes were flying. At 13, I had a draft board that had been kind of dwindled down a little bit, as expected, but I had three guys that I would have been really thrilled at drafting at that point in time there. And Kobe Bufkin was at the top and he went one pick ahead to the Toronto Raptors at 13, giving me another option who I'm thrilled about too at 14, but I wanted Kobe Bufkin there. That was going to be my pick. I think he just adds so much offensively for what the Pelicans need. But what about defensively? What can he do there? Because you do see a lot of people say this is going to be a two-way guard in the league. I'm a little less certain of that than others are. And I think this could be the type of thing that holds him back at the NBA level or even in the draft here. And maybe he goes a little bit lower than we were expecting. Six foot four for a two guard, which is what he is. He's not a lead guard. He's not a pure point or anything like that. He's more of a combo guard than anything. Is not undersized, but it's not elite size, not 6'6", six, six, not 6'7". Six, 6'4", six, the 6'8", wingspan is good. It's not tremendous. That seems like it's going to hold him back, especially because, well, he's under 200 pounds and clearly doesn't have the strength to 
do what he needs to, which means, you know, to kind of hold his own. And you can see him being picked on in half-court defense by other teams, really trying to target him for switches and get him matched up with a big where they're going to be able to take advantage of him. And the Pelicans like to switch. So that worries me about him here in New Orleans. And we understand what head coach Willie Green does. And look, we hope Willie Green is going to improve and grow as a coach and change and learn. But if he can't play defense, he's going to see the court. It's a valid question to ask. And what's the point in drafting a guy that your head coach isn't going to play? So if he can't do that effectively, I worry a little bit. Now, he does a lot of things well defensively. The, the hustle is there. The intensity is there. You see him trying to help over and kind of recognize where he needs to be. And he's actually a decent rebounder for being six foot four. And what you like is he does try and create a lot of turnovers. One and a half steals per game this past season. I'm um, sorry, not one and a half steals per game. Where was it? 1.3 steals per game last season. He likes to try and poke the ball loose and get out in transition and run. He does gamble a little bit too much on that side of the ball. And that could hurt New Orleans and it could burn the Pelicans. I don't know if he'd be able to do that even effectively at the NBA level. But you can see him have kind of the right fundamentals down to be a good defender. A good stance keeps his arms wide. And he does have good lateral movement to kind of go around side to side I just worry about him being slightly undersized in terms of weight, not in terms of height. And our team's going to be able to take advantage of that. Would his kind of gambling instinct really burn the Pelicans? And if that happens, does it just kind of negate what he could do offensively for this team? You got, Look, it's not an ideal situation to kind of be talking about some of the deficiencies of the head coach and how you draft prospects. And maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe that's not how the front office is thinking. It's a concern though. We also hope Willie Green will improve and change and grow. And you don't need to worry about that nearly as much going into next season, but he does check a lot of the boxes that you want. I like the fact that he can be a good rebounder. Can team rebound to something the Pelicans really need to do. Not that he would be closing games in the clutch where they struggled with that sort of thing. But when you compare him to a guy like Jed Howard, I, I, I just like him better all around. Again, not an elite defensive player by any stretch, but a guy that can hold his own. I've seen people compare him to Tyrese Maxey. I don't see that on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think it's horrifically far off from that, but I don't see that. And I think you can do a lot of that offensively, though. But defensively, you, you, you see him hold enough of his own that... In the scheme of the Pelicans, I think it could work. And so I don't think that should be too much of a detriment to New Orleans trying to draft him and trying to bring him in. But do they see it that way? How would he fit? What would his role be on the team? And I've told you a little bit, six man. I could see this guy being a future six man of the year. And I'll explain why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you. For making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to you like this completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, looking at all of the draft prospects you want to hear. We're going to have more coming. 
We got a ton more coming. We want to look at more guards, more wings. We'll even look at a couple of bigs here too. I'll give you my big board eventually. We'll do a community mock draft. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait. I'm going to get Leonard Miller in this one too. Derek Lively, the second out of Duke as well. A couple of bigs, another wing and a whole bunch more players. If there's a player you want to see profiled on Locked On Pelicans, let me know in the comments down below or on YouTube. And today we are looking at Kobe Bufkin of Michigan. Sophomore, but a young sophomore. He'll be 20 in training camp with whatever team drafts him. So what about his fit? Why do I see him as a potential future six-man of the year? And... This is why I'm so high on him. I think the fit for the Pelicans is pretty perfect, especially what he can do offensively. He can score at all three levels. I like the fact that he can finish ambidextrously around the rim. I like the fact that he can get hot from mid-range and start draining those jumpers. I like the fact that his three-point shot looks pretty fluid and good, and he can be a good catch-and-shoot guy, so you can have him out there on the court with Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum. When you think about his skill set, it translates to coming off the bench, working with the starters as a catch-and-shoot guy, and working off ball. And then when they're out, and it's kind of more of a second unit, this guy can lead it. You don't need to do that when you have Ingram, Zion, C.J., but if you needed to and someone's hurt and... I mean, come on, it's the Pelicans. This is a guy, I don't think his rookie year, but I think eventually could be really that leader of the second unit. When you see him play, you see shades of Jordan Clarkson in him. There's just enough playmaking in him and ability to help out others and elevate teammates that it, it, it resonates well with voters on things. It's not just a score off the bench. There's more to his game. And, oh, look, he fits well with the starters, too. That type of well-rounded approach. And when you watch his game and when you've heard me talk, it's it's well-rounded. Like, there's that's the thing to say with it. He is just a super freaking well-rounded player. Like, that's the best way to put it, I think. It's not even jack-of-all-trades master of none, though he certainly is a master of none. You know, all of the trades that he has are good. You're just not a full-on master of it, but it's pretty close to a lot of that. He can come in and he can get hot with the second unit, create just enough for others, share the ball with a guy like Jose Alvarado, and not miss a beat and be some of that half-court offense that the Pelicans desperately, desperately need. That is the area offensively they need to improve. In the half-court, when things are slower, they have struggled. Bubba Buffkin doesn't struggle in the half-court. With decent enough size, the ability to get to the rim, if you see him trust his teammates more, and you put him on this court at the same time as Trey Murphy the third, he's going to look for Trey. He's going to look for a guy like Trey to kick the ball out to him and let him try and get those open three-point shots instead of trying to finish a difficult layup at the rim, which he won't be able to do at the NBA level like he did in college. If he can learn that and figure all of that out, this is a guy whose ceiling is really, really high as a scoring guard off the bench that maybe you don't want to be a starter, at least for the first couple of years, but would blossom into one eventually, but could win six men of the year. You could see him in an Eric Gordon in Houston type role. And I know we don't like to say the words Eric Gordon here on the show, but Gordon won six man of the year being this exact kind of player, a guy that could score at the rim from mid range from three lead that second unit also play with the starters too, showing off that versatility and kind of well-rounded in this game, the ability to adapt to a variety of different roles. Kobe Bufkin can definitely do that. He can play with the starters. He can lead the second unit and kind of be that go-to guy defensively. I think he'll be fine. 
I don't think he's going to be an elite defender at the NBA level like some do. I think he's going to be fine, though. And we've seen that the Pelicans are able to run a good defense out there no matter kind of who. And it's not like he's a bad defender. So I don't think it would actively harm things. He might get picked on, yeah. But I think over time, if he adds a little bit of strength, you could eliminate that as a weakness from his game. So this is a guy that I am very high on, that when I do my final big board is going to be pretty close to the top 10, if not in it, and I think should absolutely be in play for the Pelicans at 14. I like him better than Jordan Hawkins out of UConn. I have him above Bryce Sensabaugh out of Ohio State, who we looked at last week. Sensabaugh, I think, is a great option if the Pelicans trade down. Kobe Bufkin, with the well-rounded ability to score and defensively, is a guy I would take at 14. If he's there depending on who other players are available there too. I'm absolutely taking him there. He's who I wanted in our mock draft exercise with who was available on the board. I'll let you eventually know who I did pick. And I'm fine with that pick too. You might be able to kind of guess it um, based on some of the prospects that we will talk about. I have not talked about him yet. And I'd be thrilled if they go that direction too, because I think it's a pretty similar player to Kobe Bufkin. And you could argue maybe a little bit better in certain areas, but not as well-rounded as he is. And given that he's young, 20 in training camp, that's that's appealing. It's not like a sophomore who's like going to turn 21, 22, and you're like, what the heck? This is a guy who's young, one of the younger guys in his class, enrolled at Michigan at 17 years old. So you have the youth there, the ability to grow. So Kobe Bufkin, I think, really could be a future six-man of the year for this team if they put him in the right role and let him kind of cook and succeed in the way that I think he can let me know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think he could be a six-man of the year for the Pelicans? And do you think that's a position kind of of need? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. So tomorrow, let's get into Keontae George out of Baylor. I don't know if he's going to be there at 14, but it could if the draft board goes the right way, and that could be a steal for the Pelicans. We'll look at him. We'll talk a little bit about Zion. We'll look at the pair, Nick Smith Jr. and Anthony Black from Arkansas as well. As we start to keep giving you draft coverage like no one else is, you'll know what's going on in the NBA draft in less than a month away right now um, and be well prepared for everything going on that night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. This is the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.